I'm Emmy G, and you're listening to Heart and Soul Podcast. This is Heart and Soul's 13th podcast, and today we'll be talking about Alfie and protecting life, and I will be bringing on Ambry, and we will be talking about life issues involving the Christian faith. But as always, before I begin my podcast, I am going to open with a prayer. Loving God, I thank you for the gift of life you gave and continue to give me and to all of us. Merciful God, I ask your pardon and forgiveness for my own failure and the failure of all people to respect and foster all forms of life in our universe. Gracious God, I pray that with your grace, I and all people will reverence, protect, and promote all life and that we will be especially sensitive to the life of the abused, neglected, disabled, the elderly, and the sick. I pray, too, that all who make decisions about life in any form will do so with wisdom, love, and courage. Living God, I praise and glorify you as Father, source of all life, as Son, Savior of our lives, and as Spirit, sanctifier of our lives. Amen. So I'm sitting here in the studio with Ambry. How are you doing, Ambry? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, so credit-wise, I'm a junior here at Central, but um, this is my second year, so sophomore. Um, and I am the president of the Students for Life Club here on campus. And we mainly focus on what's called the Pregnant on Campus Initiative, uh, where we support pregnant women and students on campus and you know, kind of just letting them know what their rights are as a student and their resources, what's available to them, um, getting them in touch with everything that they may need going forward in their pregnancy and afterwards. Um, it's really important that we are there to support women through their pregnancy as well as after, especially if they don't have anyone to talk to or go anywhere, um, have anywhere to turn. Um, but aside from the Pregnant on Campus initiative, we're also very involved in abortion and abortion awareness, as well as protecting life as far as care for the elderly and how they're treated and, you know, the um, importance of not supporting euthanasia and wrongful killings, um, but also protecting the lives of migrants and migrant families. I think that's really good. I usually never see a lot of uh, people protecting life, especially like after birth and a lot of what I've seen, especially in like the pro-life movements, is protecting the baby before it's born, but not a lot after. And I think that's really good. And I'm glad that you guys especially are focusing on and paying attention to what happens after birth, because I think that's an important thing for us to be made aware of. Thank you. Definitely. Um, you know, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of ideas that people have is that it's just, you know, before I know you shouldn't do this, but it's, it's actually all the aftercare and everything really involving life. And so one thing that I've noticed in the media a lot, especially in protecting life afterwards and the, the importance of the sanctity of life is what's been going on with Alfie. And I don't know if you guys have heard a lot about Alfie, but Alfie was a sick boy in the UK and they took him off of life support and a lot of health care. And so that's what we'll be talking a lot about today and what the Christian aspect is and what the Christians should do to look at it and what we can do to move forward and help others if this situation ever happens again. Uh, so, Ambry, would you be able to tell me a little bit about who Alfie is and what's happened? Yeah, so um, Alfie Evans was a little boy um, and he did live in the UK, like you had said. And he had an undiagnosed neurodegenerative disorder. 
Um, what happened in his case is that he was denied food and water and was ultimately taken off oxygen and life support for a while due to the doctors feeling that keeping him on that life support was unkind and was inhumane. And this was eventually taken to court by little Alfie's parents. You know, it was a huge, huge violation of his, his human rights and his right to life. And then didn't they not allow Alfie to have any food or water while he was in the hospital? Oh yeah, that's correct. They took him off um, all of the water and oxygen and all of his food and just wanted him to kind of pass peacefully, but it wasn't peacefully because he was in pain because, you know, he was deprived of all the basic necessities that he needed to, to be comfortable and to survive longer than they allowed him to. And did they give him any pain meds while he was not given any life support or any food or water, or was he left to just suffer? Um, yeah, so they didn't give him any form of medication that I'm aware of. He was taken off everything, and that's a huge part of why his parents did go to court over it, and the Court of Appeals and the Court of Human Rights. But he was eventually fed again and allowed water, <laughs> but it was minimal, minimal amounts at a time because he was so sick and because he did need help with swallowing water and with food. And a big part of why he was allowed to um, have those necessities again was because not only of the fight that his parents fought in court, but also because of um, the Christian community and the Christian community's influence. And, you know, they recognized how devastating this was. And Pope Francis actually was a huge part of giving Alfie actually Italian citizenship so that he and his parents would be able to transfer to a hospital over in Italy for continued palliative care, where he would have been able to live longer had the um, UK government allowed him to leave. And I think that's really big because one of the important things about our Christian faith is that we do believe it is necessary that we receive everything that we need survival. So food, water, shelter, you know, we, we don't need electricity or heat, but it is important that we get these basic forms of care and Alfie not being able to receive those is a violation of those rights. I also think it's really good like the Pope is getting involved because even though the Pope uh, predominantly is involved in the Catholic faith, in the Christian faith, it is important to look at because he's talking about a life issue and protecting life and preserving life and looking out for it because it wouldn't be fair of any of us if we were sick and we needed basic care that we weren't allowed to get that. Exactly, and he's you know using his platform to bring awareness to the issue of how those with disabilities are treated and, and have been treated in the past. A case that's similar to Alfie Evans' cases was Charlie Gard, who was also a, a little boy in the UK, and he had a mitochondrial disease disease and was also taken off life support. But with him, he was offered experimental treatment and it was approved and paid for by the NHS, which is um, kind of their healthcare system way of paying for things because it's all taxpayer money. But doctors then said that further treatment would prolong his suffering. And um, despite hearing this news, his parents still wanted to continue with the treatment because there was a 56% chance that it would work. And that's a huge, huge percentage. You know, that's a little bit more than 50-50. That's big. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if I were a parent, I would definitely take that chance, you know. And the reason that doctors were kind of able to do this in both cases, take the individuals off life support, is because so initially doctors have a duty of what's called beneficence and non-maleficence. 
And beneficence is something that you do to benefit others. So seeing, oh, I see that this treatment is available for you. I think this is in your best interest, so I'm going to offer it to you and tell you everything that, you know, the, all the good outcomes, but also all the risks involved with it. And non-maleficence is the kind of the do no harm principle. But with both of the cases with these little boys was, you know, if a public body, so the doctors in this case, believe that um, the parental decisions will cause um, like significant harm to the child, then they must go forth and ask the courts to intervene and to override the parental wishes. And that's why the parents ended up not having any say in what ultimately happened to their children and the lives of their children. Um, was because the doctors, you know, went in and were like, I don't think that the parents are capable of making these decisions for their child. You know, and, and a lot of people were like, oh, well, how are these doctors able to override? You know, that's why if a doctor were to treat the patients without any comparative consent, you know, that that would result in criminal prosecution. So that's how they kind of jump that air quote barrier to override the parents' decision is going through the courts. And that's why it was such a controversial topic and, and really captivated the world because this isn't the first time that it's happened. And a lot of human rights are violated. And, and unfortunately, it's very sad, but um, both of these boys did pass away, you know, within a year of each other. You know, uh, Charlie Gard passed away July 28th of 2017. And, you know, Alfie has just recently passed away um, April 28th of 2018. They were both fairly young. Charlie Gard was not even, even a year old yet. And Alfie was only 23 months, so about two years old. And it's really, really sad. And that's really young. That's there was such a potential for life there and to grow into such a wonderful human being and just to have that taken away because the doctors didn't want to give that care because even for people who might be really sick and there's a low chance of survival I know at least like here in the United States they'll usually take that risk even if it's like 15% chance of survival because that 15% is still something. Exactly you know it all comes down to do we let this child pass away or do we continue care and, and you try to find a cure or try to find treatment that will help them live longer you know. And I think it'd always be important to try because even if treatment isn't successful, at least we know something for the future for if another child gets this disease or gets the same sickness, it's a way to further medicine even because we can help resolve that. So for those people who don't know, what exactly like are human rights and what are the specific like, human rights involved with these issues with Charlie Gard and Alfie Evans? So there are 30 basic kind of universal human rights that we all have. But the specific ones that pertain to this case are human rights number three, 13, 25, and 29. Um, so number three is your right to life. And that's, we all have the right to life and to live in freedom and, and safety and to be able to trust those around us to, to help us live safely. And uh, number 13 is the freedom to move. So we all have the right to go where we want in, in our own country and to travel abroad as we wish. And this was denied to little Alfie's parents and also Charlie Gard's parents receiving care in different parts of the world that actually wanted to bring them over to help them. And that was denied to them by the UK government. And number 25 is the right to food and shelter. You know, we all have the right to a good life and mothers, children, and the elderly, and the, um, especially the disabled all have the right to be efficiently cared for. And, and Alfie just didn't get that because he was taken off of oxygen. He was deprived of water. He was deprived of food. You know, all these basic things that we need and should be guaranteed to us. 
And the number 29 was responsibility. And that's us as humans have the duty to other people and we should protect their rights and protect their freedom. But that didn't happen in the case of the doctors that were involved in Little Alfie's and um, Charlie Gard's case. And that's something that the Christian community recognized was their responsibility to help and to um, raise awareness of how these individuals with disabilities were being treated. A big, big, big one, number 30 of the human rights is that no one can take away your human rights. And that's, those, are, those are things that are guaranteed to you and should be guaranteed to you and protected. And, and that just wasn't there. As Christians, we believe one of the Ten Commandments is do not kill, do not harm, and that includes harming others and individuals. And these children were ultimately killed because of the opinions of the doctors and really the parents' concerns were not taken into consideration. And ultimately the the government and the doctors' decisions were put above the parents, which should never be the case because you have the right to parent and you have the right to take care of your child. And we are also not only called to love and protect those that are disabled, but all lives and the rights of everyone. And like I said, this extends beyond the cases like Alfie, and it it includes migrants and preserving their lives and standing against, you know, discrimination of all forms. And it's it's really a matter of being supportive of life and pro-life is preserving all life. And and this really does mean all life. So where would we be able to go to find all 30 of our human rights? Um, So there's a really good website if you just, you know, go in and type what are the human rights. Google, the first option is all, all 30 of them pop up and then there's some really, really nice educational videos that go along with them to help you better understand what each right means. Okay, so I think that'll be really important and really interesting to look into. I can post a link in the description on my Facebook page and so you guys have quick access to it and to see what those rights are. So what can we do as students, Ambry? Because we know our rights are being violated, especially with our human rights, or even just to help in the future, kids like Alfie and Charlie, where if this happens again, what can we do as students to try and help protect and preserve these lives? Like, what could I go out and do today? You know, a huge, huge thing is um, to be educated on your human rights and the topics that surround it and what's guaranteed to you and also being involved in your community and being aware of what others need and and how to help them, but also um, talking to your professors about these issues and maybe trying to somehow educate them so that they know what's going on in their community and in their school. Because it's a global and universal thing that affects us all and it all starts with you and it starts small, so that could just be the Central Washington University campus. Letting other people know what's going on in the world and how you can help and really helping each other and being that support for each other on campus and eventually to the community and then, you know, from the community to other cities and other states and then, you know, the world. And that's, that's really a big part of it. That sounds really good. So why is this issue so important and why is the issue of protecting our human rights important? Um, you know, as, as Christians, we're called to love each other and support each other and be there for each other. And God gave us life, and we should protect what he's given us. And, you know, just recognize how special it is to live and to experience the world and experience things and experience his love and grace. And we should give the same love and grace to others, too. That's really good. So if other people were interested in being a part of the Students for Life Club and helping protect and preserve life, How can they get involved or how can they get in contact with you? So we do some tabling around campus sometimes. Um, If you want to stop by to the tables, if you recognize them, you can come on over and talk to us. We also have meetings on um, Mondays, usually around 4.30, and 
we're kind of in between places right now. We do have an email where that you can reach us by if you do want to get involved. And we're planning future some baby drives, so gathering baby food and baby clothes and just anything really essential that babies would need, but also stuff for the mom to you know take care of her before and after um, the birth of the baby. Awesome. And what is the email in contact? Um, so the email is my email. It's um, ambryhollenberry at cwu.edu. Awesome. And so I can also put that right on my Facebook page as well and so that you guys can easily find it and get in contact with Ambry if you are interested in getting involved with the Students for Life Club. Uh, you can find my Facebook page called Heart and Soul at 88.1 The Berg. And we'll have all that information for you. We'll also have the information about your 30 human rights because that's really important. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Ambry, and being a part of my podcast. Really glad we got someone to come on here and share this issue that's been going around in the Christian community and what we can do to help and where we're able to go on from here. If you're interested, just check out my Facebook page, Heart and Soul at 88.1 The Berg. My podcast goes up every week. So I hope you all have a great day and a blessed week. Good luck. Godspeed. It never hurts to pray.